In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, we welcome you to the All Souls Sermon Podcast. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. Why are there weeds, Lord? I thought you sowed good seed. In my late 20s, I read a book that has haunted me ever since. It was written by the recently departed Cormac McCarthy, who is best known for his novels that grapple with human evil. The book is titled Blood Meridian, and it's set in the 1840s on the porous and shifting border between the United States and Mexico. It follows a depraved group of men known as the Glanton Gang as they collect human scalps for money. McCarthy's stark depiction of violence and evil and his beautiful, almost scientific descriptions of the southwestern landscape had a deep impact on me. Interestingly, what has haunted me the most wasn't anything McCarthy wrote but one of his opening epigraphs. It's a short quote from a newspaper, The Yuma Daily Sun, from 1982. It tells of an archaeological expedition in the Afar region of northern Ethiopia and how the archaeologists' examination of a 300,000-year-old fossil skull found evidence of it having been scalped. I remember asking myself, what do I do with this? How do I as a Christian deal with this pervasive and seemingly timeless evil? If God is good, why all the death and violence? Why are there weeds in the field? As a priest, I've heard this question asked frequently in different ways. We have all asked this question at some point. Maybe you've experienced the unspeakable sorrow of losing a child and wondered how this could happen in a world where Jesus reigns. There are also those of us who have watched our loved ones being slowly absorbed into the fog of dementia. It's a horrible thing to experience. You would be well within reason to ask, why this? Natural disasters like earthquakes, fires, and floods leave us asking God why. Why is there such intense suffering in the world if God is good and powerful? This morning, Jesus offers us an explanation in the form of a parable. It doesn't provide much detail as to why things are the way they are, but it helps us understand the general shape of what has gone wrong and where things are going. It's noteworthy that Jesus' disciples desire him to elucidate this parable in particular. They say, declare unto us the parable of the tares. The disciples had just heard the parable of the mustard seed and then the parable of the yeast, but after they entered the house, 
they wanted Jesus to explain the weeds in the field. This one grabbed their attention, and rightfully so. Like us, the disciples wanted to know why evil is allowed to flourish. Jesus' parable teaches us that the spiritual world, the unseen realm, is more populated than many modern Christians think. It's not just God alone, but a plethora of spiritual beings, some who are working with God, but also some against him. The ancient Greek philosopher Plotinus once described the spiritual world as teeming with life. I see this to be true, and most Christians down the centuries have thought in this way. There is a battle going on behind the scenes, and long ago this battle spilled over into creation. God's good field has been sown with weeds. We learn that there is an enemy, the Diabolos, who is actively working against God. He has stealthily infiltrated God's good creation while men slept. He has sown his evil designs in with the wheat, so that the roots of the weeds and wheat have become completely intertwined. Evil has so woven itself in with the good that we cannot look out on the world and see God's will unfolding with any clarity. In fact, the weeds are not just out there, outside the church, outside of ourselves. They grow thick in the church and in the fields of our own hearts. Because of this, we cannot see clearly, and so we cannot judge one another with any justice. We must wait for the angelic reapers to separate good from evil, to burn away what is unholy in us and in the world. In this parable, Jesus teaches us that evil is, in fact, evil. Evil is not something God desires to use to carry out his purposes. God's original plan did not include the mutilation of Ukrainian children. He did not meticulously plan the horrors of Auschwitz for the greater good. Nor does God sow the seeds of temptation in our own hearts. Evil is not of God. An enemy hath done this, the householder says. God can bring good from evil and suffering, but God did not sow the weeds. We don't know why evil is permitted to exist. We don't know why there is a snake in the garden or why there is a man permitted to sow weeds at night. We don't know why God tolerates evil. But we do know that evil is allowed to continue for the good of the weak. The servants of the householder ask him, Wilt thou then that we go and gather up the tares? And the householder responds, No, lest while you gather up the tares, ye root up also the wheat with them. The evil growth of the weeds has become necessary for a time, but God did not plant them. 
The householder tells the servants to be patient. Only divine wisdom can sort out this tangled mess. We cannot. Patience is required as we wait for the earnest expectation for the revealing of the sons of God and as we wait in the bondage of corruption. We are patient, but we groan after the harvest. St. Paul says that it's not only we who groan, but the whole of creation groans with us. Evil has woven itself into the very fabric of the created order. It's not only humanity that suffers the effects of sin and evil. Everything has been corrupted by sin. The battle is being carried out on the molecular level as well. Our situation is dire, but not without hope. Evil is powerful and destructive, but even now God's leaven is mysteriously moving through the dough. It's turning creation back to God. As St. Chrysostom says, For as leaven converts a large quantity of dough into its own quality, even so shall you, O Lord, convert the whole world. We know how the story will end. We know that righteousness will one day shine like the sun and the weeds will be burned. And that's why we can have patience and hope. For in this hope we are saved. But hope that is seen is not hope. But if we hope for what we do not see, then do we with patience wait for it. Thank you for listening to the sermon podcast of All Souls Episcopal Church. For service times and more information, go to allsoulsokc.com. God be with you.